It is Wednesday, and I love your background, Jim. You like it? It's the, it's the real. It's the backyard. No, it's the virtual one. No, that, <laughs> that's it. That's my actual backyard. Look. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is amazing. Nature. I'm going to have to do the same uh, next time. Yeah, my, mine hasn't changed much. Yeah, I don't, I don't disappear if I move around. You know, it's not one of those. I, like, <laughs> it goes away. <laughs> What's the best virtual background you've seen in the bazillion Zoom conferences you've had? Uh, so honestly, I haven't seen anything that funky or crazy, but uh, there was a tweet going around. Uh, that there's a guy that basically created a background of himself serving himself coffee. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I see that one. I, it, it, my son, Jabal, that one. That's pretty that, nice. That was hilarious. Uh, and then actually my brother commented saying, uh, how do we know he doesn't have a twin brother, that guy, right? So... <laughs> You know, always, always question uh, things. Um, you know, uh, so first of all, I want to say we finally have our first critic. I saw a comment on uh, one of the posts saying nothing was said in the first three minutes. Um, my, my <laughs> first of all, great, great that it was only three minutes. Um, but <laughs> secondly, as a my cup is always half full, that means the other 27 were full of information. Right. We must have said something at some stage. I think that, yeah, um, that's possible. But it's good. Word of mouth is working. Uh, so latest quick stats. Um, and without further ado, uh, I see our, our, our guest knocking already. Yeah, we should do um, that as policy. Introduce uh, ourselves in the name of our podcast each week. No? Oh, damn it. Yes. I'm Eugene. I'm Jim. Shot of digital health therapy. Yes. That's and no bad words allowed. Did you bring your C19? Card. Yep, I, got, I got the Excellent. C19 and I've got C19 and um, it, we're on our what episode? I lost track. Six, I think. Six, fifth, fifth, fifth. Fifth episode, you know, yes, but, but six recording. Um, so we have over, it says 1K plus impressions. So I guess we're waiting for 2K now is the next top. 48 subscribers, so 48 people actually press ignore when YouTube pops them up with a new episode, which is great. I, I had someone approach me this week, a very influential guy, to try to offer you a job. I'm not for sale. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> Nor saleable. <laughs> Ask my real boss, Marina, the right. CEO of your coach. Um, a few more things. Podcasts up 25% of the download, so we're up to 125 and the greatest news, we've been included as part of a newsletter. Thank you, Jorge Gonzalez at Tick Biomed. So without us knowing, we're part of it. That's we're proper. We're, we're proper. We're kind of climbing ourselves away through the. <laughs> my, my so like, like I warned you last time, right? I mean, again, just to kind of level set, this was meant to be kind of just people yep. chatting at the bar. And a lot of times you're kind of in your own groups of people that you know. Right. Well, our next guest, uh, Roberto Asione, I know you've come across him, uh, sure. but I never dragged you along to really get to know him in the sure. bar. So I will uh, now admit him and uh, introduce you guys. So Roberto uh, is CEO of Healthware Group, right. amongst many other titles, and been driving the digital health ecosystem really also all around the world, um, though his focus has been in the episode, the original epicenter where um, the bad stuff broke out, I, I stayed away from your card, um, in Italy. So let's get him in. 
check in with him and he's the chairman of Frontiers, right? Or is that, is that correct? Yes, also chairman of uh, Frontiers. Roberto. Do we have- Hey guys. Hey, Roberto. <laughs> Good to see you. Next time. Good to see you guys. <laughs> so I just quickly introduced you, Roberto, um, as CEO of Healthware Group, and uh, Jim reminded me that you're also chairman of Frontiers um, and so many other things. But you know, the interesting part is, as you guys kind of came across each other, the premise of this digital uh, shot of therapy. therapy. Um, I forgot our name of the show, Jim. Like, oh man. Um, the whole point of it is like, it was supposed to be just kind of like people chatting kind of at the bar, but taking this recording and you know what happens at the bar? Hey, I know Roberto. Hey, Jim, come meet Roberto. So Jim really meet Roberto. Roberto really meet Jim. Um, and Roberto uh, Piacere. <laughs> great. <laughs> so guys, so, so great to do, you know, get together this evening. Yeah, so Roberto, so I, I know you uh, through Eugene, through Martin Kelly, you're kind of a famous connector, the two famous connectors. I remember him being, I remember the, both the guys being really excited, I think first meeting you, oh, you got to meet this super digital health connector, investor, company builder. So maybe just for the, uh, like maybe a quick little bio, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, I'm happy to. I'm uh, <clears throat> involved with all things digital and healthcare since uh, now more than 20 years. Uh, I originally studied as a doctor, but I was passionate for computer science. So I was coding as, you know, like in my spare time while studying as a doctor. And then I realized that back then, which now is like, uh, wow, like probably more than 25 years ago, uh, that, you know, by writing software for doctors, uh, impact might have been much bigger than just being one single doctor, you know, uh, uh, dealing with, you know, his own patients. That yeah. was my idea. And at the time, it was like, uh, uh, you know, it was not getting any traction. <laughs> Nobody was uh, <laughs> paying attention to it. So what you do when you are 24, 26, and you have a dream and nobody cares, you basically, today, you build a startup. At the time, I was building a company, right? Okay. So, and then I started to take on medical records, you know, th those kind of things obvious to me. Yeah. And, then, the first, and then my first company was born. Then I... Uh, I founded the, one of the very first European uh, the digital zero companies uh, back then. What was the name? And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was called simply Health World Clinical Research back then. And then I basically created a, a, another company which was dealing with uh, medical education and marketing communication uh, for life sciences companies through digital. And that was the one that really took off. Uh, got acquired by a group. I moved there. So I lived uh, about 10 years as a global manager. I mean, I ended up in a global role yeah. uh, as global president for this group. I did all my M&As, expansion to multiple countries. And then the most exciting part, uh, as of 2015, I joined the healthware as you know it today as full CEO. Um, and uh, the investors uh, behind us 
uh, are, do believe in this vision of uh, uh, this digital health future. So a future of healthcare really based on digital health, uh, which is basically what I'm, uh, what I'm doing now. And uh, yeah, so basically today we do uh, keep helping uh, large scale companies go digital in the life sciences space. And we run Healthware Ventures, which does invest in early stage startups. And the third and last thing we do, we try to connect large scale companies with startups in a meaningful way to get going with projects much faster, much more relevant for patients and physicians. So that's uh, 23 years in uh, probably three minutes. I, I like the meaningful way comment because that, that's important. Yeah. We, yeah. we have to, we do a little check-in. So uh, you're our first, other than I'm based in Dublin, but I have a, I have a, a, a East Coast U.S. accent, or I used to anyway. I don't know why. I couldn't tell. But uh, what, so give us, the, give us the insight to Italy. You look pretty chirpy and happy. Uh, what's, the, what's the quick lay of the land? Are you, are you stuck inside? Are you traveling around? Yeah, we, I mean, you know that we have been uh, the first to be hit yep. hard out of China. That was uh, yeah. like uh, last days of February. Uh, yeah. 27th. Uh, my last physical meeting has been uh, uh, Wednesday, 26th of February uh, in the NIH of Italy. I still remember the meeting. As an, as an extroverted traveler, you know that date well, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. And, this, how's the psyche? How, how are you finding it? How are you finding it? Are you ready to get out? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I literally didn't leave home for more than two months. Uh, I, I've been going out like the first days, literally like a few days ago, because we have been uh, lifting the lock, the total lockdown as of uh, about a week. Um, and well, I mean, we have been working from home with all teams in Italy, but then also in Germany, UK, uh, meeting each other digitally in video every single day. So uh, I met physically a few team members for the first time after more than two months, like today, yesterday, and yeah. strange feeling. It didn't feel this time passed at all. It's been like a, a gigantic bubble, super fast, it, it, you know? It's kind, of, it's kind of like vacation, isn't it, Eugene? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like vacation, but I was actually gonna ask you, I mean, you know, uh, in Italy, the, the three kisses, right? So actually two kisses the reverse way from, you know, when you see your team members, it's like, I, I was telling you, Roberta, like, I miss those hugs, right? Like, I know in Italy, it's the two kisses. Like, how, how, yeah, how awkward or weird is it? Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's something that the, uh, you, instinctively, you, you want to <laughs> get close. Uh, uh, well, uh, and, and now you kind of, uh, you learn not to do it, so to speak. It, 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 it still feels unnatural. I hope it stays uh, unnatural, right? Uh, yeah. I'll be a little bit afraid if it becomes natural not to do it. Um, and not that you do all the time, you might not do in a business setting uh, necessarily. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, that's one of the things that is, uh, that is, that is changing. Also, I have everyone with masks on clearly changes uh, yeah. the, the perception you have around. And, uh, but, you know, guys, that has been uh, very bad, especially in the north. Um, yeah. 
several weeks, uh, the sadness was like uh, really unmanageable. Yeah. Uh, so I think we are slowly uh, getting out of this phase one. Uh, we are not done with it by many, many, you know, on many, many levels. Uh, but I think it's already much better because at least we are, you know, trending towards a new normal. Yeah. Uh, now it's nobody really, knows, but we gotta yeah, right, right before the um, right before this all started happening. We'll say the word, Eugene. I, I wrote a blog post about the um, uh, about the impact of the smile. You know, the impact of the smile and how you know the dopamine hit and the um, you know all the clinical research that's out there. And then, uh, you know, and then effectively with masks now, you can't see anyone smile. So, you know, so you, you, like you're, you're, you're kind of the smile's been kind of, kind of locked up now when yeah. you don't see it. Never no, mind that's, that's like true. physical. Oh, yeah. that's, that's, that's very true. Um, we're going to find a way though, um, and we will. Um, yeah. The, yeah, you, the can, like, zoom, you could zoom behind the mask and like show them the smile. <laughs> Well, I, I've seen people printing uh, uh, masks with kind of like a, a picture of their actual face, but it's yeah. printed on the mask or something. I, I don't know where. I just saw that randomly. But um, yeah, it's, it's very eyes wide, eyes wide shut. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Roberto, you know, I, I know um, I, and, and I think you and I chatted a long time ago. Um, you know, you've been sort of looking at this very globally, but then when uh, this crisis, so I'm avoiding other words, but I think crisis was not on the list, but you can show the audience what we do when, when somebody yeah, says the word, there you go. Um, so um, when, when the crisis, you kind of also started doing quite a lot more, you know, inside Italy. And how did you see the ecosystem really wake up to the challenge. So I kind of curious again, sort of continuing on with our discussion a little bit on what's been happening in Italy, but also how the ecosystem and digital health has come together. I'd be really curious on, on, on yeah. your thoughts. So, I mean, as, as you know, we work and world specifically very internationally, but of course Italy is an important country for us. We have a, a, a great team there, which was also does international work. Um, Towards the beginning of February, uh, we were so observing what's, what's going on in China, and uh, we started to think about what if this comes over, right? So by any means, I'm saying we were expecting the magnitude of what happened, but we said that it might come, and if it comes, what that means, you know, in terms of what we need from a response perspective uh, on a digital level, what doctors might need, what patients might need, and also what pharmaceutical companies, you know, life sciences companies might need uh, uh, to, to deal with. Uh, so we started to work on, a, uh, on what we then called strategic response model. Uh, and this was basically based on uh, trying to understand what signals we were getting, what data we were getting, and uh, playing a little bit fast forward. So saying something like, what if this data would be real or kind of materialize this scenario, what kind of solutions we might deploy, right? So it was a little bit of this kind of exercise. So the scenario the, modeling. Yeah, scenario modeling, but in a way that uh, we wanted to, we thought about, we want to factor digital companies in this, in this modeling, right? So 
thinking about fast response, we said, look, it might be interesting that if we started to map companies that might have half of the solution or three quarter of it, and then might pivot in order to deploy something useful in kind of uh, nearly real time, right? So the first problem we were facing was uh, people would starting to have a lot of questions. Uh, should we, how should we uh, cope with this? Uh, is this dangerous? is not dangerous what should be doing so we we, we started to work with 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 a, with a company and it, it came handy that Italy you know we started to see the first kind of uh, uh, you know uh, issues with this in the country so we, we we started to work with a company in the country called Pagine Medica which we are also investors in and we basically said why don't we create a uh, a web-based chatbot basically uh, which then has been you know uh, done multiple other times, including CDC of, of Atlanta, as, as you have seen, uh, but purposely web-based uh, because in the beginning, the epidemiological model was not known. It was changing. Uh, you know, we had the first red zones. You, I, I, you know, if you remember, you, you guys were seeing in the yeah. news. I was on WhatsApp with many friends around the world uh, that were super kind to check in what's going on there. And it was these red zones, then region and regional lockdown, and then nationwide. But it was really changing. So uh, we modeled this, uh, and these guys built this chatbot, which was basically helping people to self-triage and then send in the right direction, whether to see the doctor, don't see the doctor, call emergency number, whatever. Uh, and then was distributed free in the public domain for all institutions, whatever. Uh, and that has been incredibly helpful because uh, thousands and thousands of people triage through that system and oh, that. data have been gathered and this data have been donated to the Ministry of Health of, it of Italy and the WHO uh, yeah. with so very maybe, good results. Yeah, so like just digging into that, because I always think of like Italy, I don't know, Eugene, did you ever try to implement something in Italy, you know, in terms of a digital health project? Um, trying to think, not, not off the top of my head, but we, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, so I have a great love for all things Italian and Italians. And, um, but I, I found, you know, when I was implementing our technology across Europe, I found Italy to be one of the more frustrating markets um, uh, to get into. And, yeah. um, and, you know, and, and, you know, it just didn't seem to have a pathway. It just didn't seem to be ready, you know, really ready to start adopting. You know, it was, you know, it was other markets similar in some ways, but I definitely found it. Has that, is that all changed now? Is like, is, like this company, for example, it's one thing you gave it out for free, but does it now have a, is it going to break at like a, like a lovely, you know, long-term business model for this company, yeah. you think, in, in Italy, not mm -hmm. elsewhere? Sure. The, 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 there are a couple of issues, uh, uh, you know, there historically to roll out and scale digital health solutions, which is first, uh, uh, health is managed locally, regionally, uh, sure. and there are basically 20 different systems. Uh, so there is a Ministry of Health that gives like a, a roadmap, but then it's truly paid, regulated, reimbursed at 20 local. And right. when you take, take these 20 systems, it's not that one system, it's 60 million people. It's much yeah. smaller. So right. in fact, there are a couple that have two, three that have enough sites. Others are rather small. So okay. it's pretty tricky. It's a bit tricky as, as you probably experience yourself. So that yeah. was one. And the other one is that the, um, 
aside of this fragmentation, uh, it's also that uh, there's been always a, a certain attention to these uh, uh, solutions, but probably they haven't been, at least so far, taken as like central pieces uh, to yeah. build out. And has that changed? Is that the case now? Is it, are they, has that anything is, kind of born out of this? Has something been born out of the pandemic? Yeah, that, 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 the yeah that has changed, uh, is changing. <laughs> Calling it on yourself, Jim. <laughs> uh, yeah, that has, is changing actually, because the, um, what basically happened is that during the peak of the pandemic, uh, which is something that probably <laughs> is helping also in other, it's happening also in other countries, uh, there's been a, a little bit of a lift on certain things, right? Um, uh, like the ability to do drug delivery at home, you know, different things. Right. And on the other side, there's been a great attention forced by the lockdown on things like telehealth and remote monitoring and video, you know, consultations and so on and so forth, right. which were existing before, like this company that I mentioned, but not at scale. So they were little, little proof of concepts here and there, yeah. little pilots, but nothing really at scale. Yeah. So the, the, the pricing need caused uh, much bigger and faster adoption. Um, so to give you a metric of that, um, I, I released an interview that got an interview that got titled 10 years in 10 days because this company got like 5,000 physicians onto the platform in 25 right. days, which right. otherwise would have taken three years, probably. Right. Like the uh, vortex, right? Just. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, and, and, and so that has been an emergency, an emergency response, but has been able to create, I believe, a tipping point. Now, the rest is yet to be seen. There are two things important there. So first off, will be these really cool experiences, you know, with great metrics, really helpful. Uh, these guys are handling thousands of patients at home in safety through the system. So question is, will these guys be able to turn on a sustainable business model and this will get, you know, get them rolling for the long term? Yeah. Initial response is maybe yes, because I've seen a couple of regions reaching out to them and say, hey guys, this is great. We want to bring you under a contract to make this happen, to, be, to keep this sustainable. Yeah. So, it's not done, but I think at least it's very different than before in the, in the right way. Um, and adoption is there. And I believe, guys, that if, uh, on, with all digital products, if adoption is there, if usage is there, uh, if engagement is there, you can figure what, out what you do. You will pull it back and say, you know, Cut you, it you off. find it convenient, it worked, and yeah, then... Perfectly. Yeah. I don't think so. So I hope at least, you know, we will not go back. Roberta, so this is, um, I mean, relatively a startup that I wouldn't say pivoted, but certainly um, took the opportunity to help the society uh, and also speed up some of the adoption. Um, your core business uh, is obviously a lot of the life sciences companies. And I'm curious how, what you're seeing, because, you know, as, as both of you guys know, I exited a large life sciences entity and things like, I don't know, clinic, you know, virtual clinical trials, um, you know, digital biomarker discovery, you know, e-detailing, all that stuff was 
nice. Everybody was talking about, there were pilots, but I feel like I'm just curious what you've seen in the wild um, with some of your clients, especially with the core work that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, that's, that, that's an interesting one. The, we have been around since, uh, as I said before, basically forever, right? Starting with the first disease awareness websites back 20 years ago. Uh, your so hair is not great, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah the hair is great. I'm <laughs> jealous every time. So, we're, okay. we're, <laughs> yeah. so we, have, we have seen that, like, uh, you know, slow pace evolution, so to speak, right? Uh, uh, over the, over yeah. time. Um, and of course, a lot has changed over the years with more and more attention to these topics. But to your point, the pilot disease, right, uh, was still very prominent. Pilot like the pilot disease. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a disease at the end, right? Yeah, so almost it, a pilot pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it was by design. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> I think you got to do it again. <laughs> so the the what changed is uh, what was seen as a midterm or long-term, you know, change management exercise towards a foreseeable, maybe to happen future to an extent, right. has become something that, oh, we're gonna do it. Uh, we're gonna do seriously, we're gonna do now. So now we are starting to, first off, we are enjoying a number of uh, brainstorming sessions, very, of very open and candid you know, exchange, which is very, very refreshing. Um, I have to say a lot of people have been taking this very seriously in a number of life sciences companies globally are joining having discussions with. Something has already started. I think much more will start soon. Um, what I think it's really interesting, is I'll, I'll make two examples, which I believe will be kind of uh, clear. Um, so first off, we are starting to discuss in real terms about agile way of working versus waterfall. Uh, which for a large-scale company is not easy, as you know, Eugene, uh, and, and, and Jim, you know, too, <laughs> by other avenues. Uh, uh, basically, uh, uh, he's the, a recovering executive, so, you know, I'm recovering from a thing in, in, inside pharma as well. I, I know that. That's why I'm saying. And uh, so the, the fact that now you can talk agile, you could talk proof of concept in, 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 a, in a much more kind of a factual way, I think it's uh, conducive to probably better, you know, uh, outcome in the future to stay on the disease side. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the other thing is, uh, for example, now creating these projects with startups, like three ways. So us like acting like a gearbox in between the engine and the wheels in a way that we all kind of do this together to right. bring something valuable to the customers being physicians, as an example, I think it's much more real. So I'm if really hopeful. You think, Roberto, like I'd, I'd be interested, or in Eugene, I'd be interested, if you look at like those projects, right, um, the, you know, you're always going to, like if you're doing it in Europe, you're thinking about what country you're going to go to, like back to the country, like, you know, what countries. Like when you look like just in a quick fire way, what's your... What's your top four countries, like Eugene? What's your top four countries that you would implement a digital health project? 
four is too much. I, I mean, I usually ask a question. Okay, what's your top three? What's your top two? What's your top two? Uh, I would actually pick, um, I mean, I think, honestly, U.S., just because I'm sitting here, and I think yeah, yeah. there's yeah. major shifts, um, and probably the most challenging uh, leadership, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, and um, shit, you asked for four. I can't even think of two that I would actually pick right now. Okay, so um, you just go to the U.S. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here. We're, we're focused yeah. with your coach in U.S. Hey, Roberto, what, like, what's your top four? What's your top four? We'll go back to you if you come up with one. <laughs> Uh, I will, uh, I will, uh, I will use the, the first one, not necessarily in order, but the first one, uh, U.S. as well because of sites. Uh, yeah. So I'm left with three. Germany, I think it's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, the regulation there has changed, as as you guys know, and it's uh, very interesting um, to look yeah. what unfolds there. So that for sure. Um, I would also if. If we are limited to Europe, um, no, 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 anywhere in the world. Your U.S. isn't yet part of Europe. <laughs> yeah, no. I was saying, you know, besides U.S., uh, China is is of course extremely interesting. Uh, uh, there are dynamics there. Coming out uh, first. What? They came into this first, coming out first too, right? Right, right. So, okay, so I, I got it. So it's you. So uh, U.S., China. Where did you say? What was the other one? Um, Germany. Or, Germany. And then I tell you, uh, there are some interesting models. Uh, uh, I think I think France, Italy are coming up as interesting. Uh, okay, France and Italy, uh, like uh, you know, test markets. Uh, yeah. Because the yeah, because now they are you know they they decided yep. to invest in healthcare, um, and so I believe there is a certain level of yeah no I think there is a certain level of uh, understanding that digital it's. It's a, in, an yeah. integral piece of the future state. So it's early, but yeah, I wouldn't uh, undermine one of those markets. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, like in the US, I have mixed feelings about you kind of have to be there. So you almost have to have it on the list. And then I feel like, I, I feel like your shots are, it's Netherlands. Um, I think Ireland, obviously I'm here in Ireland for trying stuff. Um, definitely Germany. Uh, you know, if I had to throw something else in there, it might be Sweden. You know, that's kind of, that would be my, that would be my like tryout markets, not I'll, my scale markets necessarily. I'll, I'll, I'll do a cop out answer. 188 countries, pick one. <laughs> <laughs> right, top, right. top 188, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's interesting. Where do you try stuff? Like, you know, you're doing these things. Like, like so I go to people and they all different views. Like in my company, we, we got traction in Ireland, Portugal, Netherlands and Belgium became very big markets. For us. We're, we're honestly, uh, we're, we're at this virtual bar, right? And I think the reality is we know this as, as entrepreneurs or serial entrepreneurs, it's uh, kind of hacking away at uh, everything from relationships to the systems. Yes, yeah. there's a mission vision, but there's also being opportunistic. And, you know, this, I actually think this world got even flatter in a sense, right? Uh, as we're all, Oh, now, I think we talked last time, Jim, you know, physical implementations are going to be challenging, I think. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I, I think the world is all of our oysters. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, um, you also, Roberto, uh, chairman of Frontiers, which uh, I've, I've enjoyed in person uh, in wonderful Berlin for a couple of years now. And uh, let's see what happens. I think uh, original date sometime in November. Um, yeah. 
but uh, I'm also looking forward to, I think, our Friday. Uh, I hope it's Friday. At least it's in my calendar. So I'm kind of curious what, what you're – I'll be there. Don't worry. Um, I'll make it. I'm sure it's on my calendar. Uh, so I'm curious kind of what's your agenda because I haven't been prepped for my panel. I don't didn't even look that far. So this is I'm hearing this first from you here. Great. So that's our one of our Mr. Uh, uh, panel panel moderators. <laughs> yep, I'll be there. So the, yeah, I'm uh, he's good on his feet. I'm uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a bar after all, right? So the Frontiers Health, yeah, it's the conference I'm chairman for, which happens uh, in Berlin, the global version at least, and then you have uh, like the fast tracks, single day events are all around the world. So this year we have fortunate to do San Fran around the JP Morgan. Um, that was really cool. But then was left the only one that we did in person because uh, Barcelona was canceled. Croatia during the Yelp Week, Europe was canceled. Uh, Milan was canceled. Um, so uh, we're not sure yet about Berlin. We are hopeful uh, could happen in person. Um, but on, at the same time, and that will be in case the 14th and 15th of November. And honestly, if we won't be in person, we'll be live. Okay. So to get ready for that, this Friday, we are uh, doing the first time at Frontiers Health Live. So okay. this will start at 4 p.m. Uh, Central European time. We will have people from uh, Far East to uh, West Coast, as, and we will go on till 11 p.m. You know, uh, Central European time is a, is a very big POC of this. It's uh, not a, just a webinar. It will be a mixed reality conference. So there will be uh, speakers streaming, of course, but we converted a floor of one of our offices into a virtual events production center. So I'll be on a stage with virtual, you know, component around me, which I hope everything will work out. I'll be, you know, there and we'll be multicasted this on multiple CYA, platforms. cover your ass uh, comment. So we'll, you know, if something doesn't work. <laughs> Just saying. And, uh, um, and then I have a very distinct, Distinguished speakers, including yourself, that will moderate a panel that uh, I won't brief you here live because I'm, I'm sure you're on top of the prep <laughs> and have you done all the work behind. I'll get yeah. to that tomorrow evening. Yes. Yeah. This is, this is the podcast. He, he was uh, incentivized to join a podcast called an unproduced, <laughs> unproduced <laughs> podcast. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so on, on a just a slightly more serious note, the event will be, I mean, the title is Fight the pandemic the I said pandemic nice Roberta you you learned well I'm uh, I, have, I have to be on the show six hours on Friday I gotta be ready for uh, so the the idea is to discuss about the things we have done during the crisis uh, what we learned what data we gathered and uh, how those things that we learned, we can bring with us in the new normal. So it's not to celebrate the, re the reaction to the issue only, at least, but yeah. is to share the learnings in perspective. So it's uh, aiming at the new normal. So this will be done through various segments with different startups uh, globally. 
And there will be also three panels, one on the role of ecosystem moving forward in the new normal. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is the one Eugene will model. And then there will be one about investments in the future, right? What's the investment strategies and habits. Uh, and then we will have another one about policies. Our policies are changing or how we wish policy should change uh, yeah. to help us for the future. I think so one, of the, uh, one of the most amazing the, things I've ever seen. the review of the uh, agenda. Um, I, I'm now informed. <laughs> Roberto, one of the most amazing things I've seen, I went, to front, I went to Frontiers and the way it timed with the policy changes in Germany, it was one of the most amazing presentations I've, I, I've been involved in and the way the government was there in Berlin, they were kind of unleashing, you know, as, like it was almost like being in the stock market or something, you know, the way it was releasing, you know, so will there be a big announcement at the frontiers like that of some massive change in the reimbursement system? Well, there will be a few companies that will unveil for the first time uh, significant clearance that have got new releases. There is a company announcing a product that will be on the app store as of the Monday after. Uh, there will be a few surprises. And I will also be unveiling an, a global mapping of those companies that we have built, uh, which then will be released on Monday as well. So awesome. let's see. But uh, I especially think we will have uh, fun to gather all together and learn from each other, which is key to every frontiers. I just realized um, I'm supposed to be the timekeeper and we're like, way you know the, the suggested uh, by our viewers was below 30 minutes we're like almost at 40 i think editing so hopefully this will drive up our average viewing time so, uh, we'll, <laughs> we're all about the stats but they say a bird doesn't fly on one wing you know <laughs> exactly yeah the stats we got to know where we're going right um and, and where we've been so that's that's a wrap uh, Roberto, thank you for uh, joining us all the way from Salerno, Italy. I'm, I'm jealous of your views over there. Molto grazie, piacere. Namaste. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> we'll see you on Friday. <laughs> <laughs>